0: Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach
1: unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist.
0: Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it.
1: Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up
0: We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why
1: do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we
0: back down? the grave? Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. <laughs> Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. JC, giving us, making sure we got a fantastic little picture there behind for you. (laughs) Something like that. JC, um, say hello to the folks, man. Howdy. Howdy. We are getting ready to go to Idaho. Idaho. We will be in Idaho Friday teaching, Saturday teaching, all day teaching. Uh, we will be in, you know, I forgot to look it up. I'll look it up uh, while we're uh, doing something else, and I'll let you guys know where we're going to be. But we will be in Idaho this weekend. Um, pretty much everybody lives in the same place in Idaho. <laughs> in the same area anyway. Because <laughs> if yeah, you I don't, don't
1: think that's the case. But...
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, it's a crazy state because so much of it is uninhabited. You know, everybody's like in one section. So we will be in Burlington. Oh, no, that's sorry. That's the wrong, largest that's
1: wilderness area in the continental United States.
0: Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting.
1: Almost 3 million acres in the whatever. Yeah.
0: So next month preserved. we'll be in Burlington, Washington. So our Washington, Oregon people listening up. Um, next month in June, we'll be in Burlington. So that's something to look out for the calendar. We will be in Kamaya, Grangeville, Idaho, on Friday, and Camiya, Kamaya. Maybe some of my Idaho people can talk about us there, uh, on Saturday. So make sure that you go to chrisanhall.com and you check out our, um, uh, calendar on chrisannhall.com so you can join us there in Idaho. We're actually flying into Washington, so it must not be that far from Washington either. So if you're in Washington, you can uh, drive over and join us for that event too. Alright, so everybody make sure you do your thing. Hit that like button, hit that share, share now so that others can join in while we're watching. Ring the bell and make sure you get all of our notifications. So I want to give JC about, you know, two minutes or so to talk about today's event in history. You know, Sunny and I have been doing this day in history thing uh, for a little while now, and it really is a very popular thing that we do on social media. And it's just an opportunity for people to learn some things. And so this date in history Is the birthday of Karl Marx, founder of communism, born in Trier, Germany, to a wealthy family. Can you give us a few minutes on this day in history about Karl Marx, please?
1: I'll give you a few seconds, maybe. I mean, uh, so um, you got the quote there. Karl Marx's mother once said, if only Karl had made capital instead of just writing about it. Uh, He was pretty much a a freeloader that uh, freeloaded off of his Parents and friends for money essentially never worked a day in his life. Um, he was, um,
0: but he was grew up wealthy. They, they
1: termed him a journalist. Well, he had a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, turned him as a journalist. He is propagandist, basically.
0: Did he have bona fide credentials? Did he actually go to a school of journalism?
1: Uh, he went to law school.
0: Ah, did he graduate from law school?
1: I don't think he finished. No.
0: Yeah. See, cause I kind of remembered that maybe he didn't actually yeah. do that.
1: I believe it was law school that he went to, but he, he was, he, he wouldn't uh, much like Ingalls. They wouldn't, you know, his parents were angry cause he wouldn't, you know, pursue whatever job, you know, he was, uh, he was studying for. So right. he was just basically a, a bum.
0: He just wanted to live off the work and wealth of others which is why his ideology matched his slothfulness, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, JC has a class at Liberty First University on uh, socialism, uh, combating socialism. Is it on LFU?
1: Yeah. Might've been Lenin was lost. I I don't remember. I I, I, I forget (laughs) actually off the top of my head what his um, collegiate pursuits was. They They, you know, it was, always trying to be um, his family, basically trying to (laughs) get him to make something of himself. But uh, he was just a, just a bum basically.
0: Yeah. So um, it's funny. But the Um, quote
1: about his mom is from one of his own letters where they, it's Karl Marx saying that that's what his mother said about him. He was always (laughs) begging. Basically when you look back at, research the letters and, and, uh, correspondences and things. He, he only came around and visited his parents when he wanted money.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think it was his, his dad passes away. He basically shows up when his dad died to, to get, you know, okay, where's my inheritance where's to my come inheritance? get money. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I, I think he and his mom were kind of on the outs for a little bit there because of that. And, um, he basically didn't care, and then he he lived off of his wealthy co-author, uh, Friedrich Engels. He lived off of his generosity as well, because Engels was also from a wealthy family. I think his father owned uh, textile mills, and uh, so uh, you know, basically, uh, just like the rest of them, all of the uh, all of the leaders of socialism in forwarding their false narrative of hate the rich were actually rich people or part of, you know, part of the family of rich people and didn't have to work. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But, you know, that's, that's pretense. Uh, That's the narrative for the true believers, the street rabble that actually buy it. Um, But socialism has nothing to do with hating the, it's not about hating the rich or eliminating wealth. It's about the consolidation of wealth. And it's about an elite oligarchy becoming the rich, uh, and everybody else being beneath them. So I, I, and I'll keep saying this, I do not use the phrase redistribution of wealth Mm -hmm. when talking about, um, Marxism and socialism, because that that's a false statement. That is not what it's about. Um, it is not a system that redistributes wealth. It is a system that consolidates wealth into the hands of an elite oligarchy. So I really wish conservatives would stop <laughs> saying redistribution of wealth because it, it feeds into the false narrative that right. they use to <clears throat> fool these college kids and, and ignorant mm-hmm. people where they actually believe that socialism is a system that's going to put everybody on, you know, everybody in, into uh, a higher standard of living and, and, in yeah. e- equal footing. And that's not um, r- exactly ICE. So the, that's what I was just about to say. The only redistribution uh, is from the people who have it, that they don't want to have it into the hands of the elite oligarchy. So You can't say um, Marxism and socialism is an is an anti-wealth ideology when all the people driving it are multi gazillionaires, billionaires. Right. Uh, You look around at who are the most vocal socialists, who are the leading socialists, most influential socialists. They're billionaires because, and, and if we get a clue and actually watch what they do and what they say and stop regurgitating the narrative, stop letting them dictate the narrative by saying redistribution of wealth, this is an attack on the rich. It's, it's neither of those things. If we mm-hmm. actually watch them, uh, then we'll realize it is the, the rich, these uber-wealthy uh, oligarchs who think they are gods of the world want to consolidate the revenue stream into their hands so that they can then shape the world according to their own will uh, so it's not about the elimination of of private property it's 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 eliminating your private property but private property will still exist it'll just be in their hands and controlled by them just this was indicated in the Davos stupid little video that you know you won't have to own anything you won't have any uh, there'll be no private property. You can rent everything you want. Uh, Newsflash, if you're renting something, that means someone owns the property. So it's not so, the elimination you, of private you property. Have a it's whole taking class. private property out of your hands and putting it into theirs. We had so a whole class on that. That's what Marx gave us.
0: Online, and if you want to learn more about that, you should go to Liberty First University because JC has a ton of stuff to teach you about that especially about the misconceptions that we have about all that ideology and everything on that. Hey, Blue North, if you have them, contact me at libertyfirst.legal. Libertyfirst.legal, if you have those attorneys, contact me at libertyfirst.legal, Blue North. um, You need to have that. They can can do that there. So, yes, have them contact me at libertyfirst.legal, and we can connect that way. So I spent like two seconds. I spent way too little time on what happened uh, yesterday. Uh, yesterday, So I wanted to jump back to it just a little bit today. JC didn't get to see that part of it because we had a really great guest yesterday, uh, Anna Kate, uh, Kate and Anna. We're getting lots of great feedback about Anna Kate's interview. Everybody really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great interview. So hopefully we'll be bringing you more interviews like that. But here's the story. So Governor DeSantis signs executive order number 21-102. And in this, you got a whenever you see these things, just skip back all the whereases. All the whereases are the blah 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 blahs. And so you can really start at the now therefores because that's really where it matters. So, he says in order to mitigate the adverse and unintended consequences of the COVID-19 emergency and to accelerate the state's recovery, and here's the relative stuff. All local COVID-19 restriction and mandates on individual biz- individuals and businesses are hereby suspended. Section two, this order eliminates and supersedes any existing order or any ordinance issued by a county or municipality that imposes restrictions or mandates upon businesses or individuals due to the COVID-19 emergency for the remaining duration of the state of emergency initiated by executive order 2052. No County or municipality may renew or enact an emergency order ordinance using a local state of emergency or using emergency enactment procedures under any of these statutes, um, that, uh, impose restrictions, mandates upon businesses and individuals due to the COVID-19 restrictions. So, All local COVID-19 restrictions and mandates on individuals and businesses are hereby suspended. Pretty sure the word all means all. Yet, we, and here we have DeSantis, you know, on camera making this statement. What I'm going to do is sign the bill. It's effective July 1st. He's talking about Senate Bill 2006, which makes this a law. I will also sign an executive order pursuant to that bill invalidating all remaining local emergency COVID orders effective July on July 1st to bridge the gap between then and now. So all local, all remaining local emergency COVID orders are now null and, boy, suspended under my executive power. Suspended. Here's the interesting catch. Uh, apparently all government agencies are restricted except school districts. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of lies going around about this. So this is the mayor of Miami who jumps in and says this. Today, in preempting both local and governments and businesses from keeping their establishments safe, Ron DeSantis decided he cares not about public health, but about power. Now, you know what the lie is in that statement? Mm-hmm. He did not prevent local businesses from maintaining MACs if they want to. Right. This only affects local governments, state government entities. That's it. So here you have the the lie, right? The lie that now, uh, which you know, maybe might be helpful for people who don't want to wear masks. If people actually believe the governor is saying that you can't wear masks in businesses, but that's not what he's doing. He has said that. All private businesses and private schools still retain their own discretion. But government entities, which are under the jurisdiction of the governor, uh, are now rescinded. Now, we have this from Miami-Dade schools. Late Monday afternoon, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued two executive orders suspending COVID-19 local restrictions. After receiving the executive order, Miami-Dade County Public School District consulted with the Florida Department of Education, which has confirmed that neither order impacts any school district policies for the remainder of 2020-21 school year. As such, all health protocols currently in the place of Uh, in in place at the school district will remain in effect for the rest of this school year. And this continues, JC. uh, uh, We have school districts all over the state of Florida who are saying, oh, uh, this EO doesn't apply to us. Florida Department of uh, Hillsborough County says that it doesn't apply to school districts. The Department of Education sent out guidance yesterday confirming the governor's orders do not apply to school districts. Instead, they only apply to city and county government entities. Excuse me, isn't the public school system a city and county government entity? Not only that, in 2003, okay, in 2003, the Florida Constitution was amended. It used to be that the director of education, um, the chairman of the Board of Education or the director, I forget now what it's called, used to be a cabinet member that people elected. In 2003, people of Florida amended the Florida Constitution making the head of the Department of Education not an elected official, but someone appointed by the governor. So the uh, governor now appoints the director of education in Florida and appoints all the people on the Department of Education, which means that the governor is the boss of the Department of Education, and of the Board of Education there. Hmm. Now, what's interesting here is, uh, again, they keep going on saying it doesn't apply to the school year. I'm not quite sure how they can make that when he says they're immediately suspended. I wanted to show you um, this. Uh, Let's see. Where was this one? Look at this. This this was something that was posted by Pasco County April 21, 2020. Sorry, a little slow on my clicker here. The district announced Tuesday, this is April, that its authority to require masks depends on whether or not Governor Ron DeSantis' executive order is extended beyond April 26, 2021. So the governor.
1: This was when?
0: This was in April. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh in the governor orders the schools to be closed for COVID. So they say, oh, we have to close the schools because of COVID. Mm. He orders the schools open. Oh, we don't want to open yet, but the governor says we have to open them. Now you have, and they open the schools. You know, and they're not just distance learning anymore. And the the teachers union did not want the schools opened. So he went against the teachers union. He opened the schools. The schools are like, yes, yes, we have to open. Here we have Pasco County saying, you know, we'd like to get rid of a mask, but we can't get rid of masks as long as the governor's executive orders are in place. Here we have an executive order from the executive branch approved by the governor, but issued by his appointee, the commissioner of education, declaring that high school seniors, third graders are to graduate without passing the state exam. So they're good with obeying the executive orders that come down from the governor if it's so that the students don't have to pay, pass the state exams. They're good with the executive orders that come down from the governor if they have to close the schools. And they'll do it to open the schools. They'll do it to apply the masks. But now all of the sudden, the governor, who is their boss, they're his orders, which he said, in person, apply immediately, do not Apply to
1: us. He, the DOE's boss, the Florida yeah. DOE's boss,
0: yeah.
1: and who they're they are claiming that they're taking their direction from.
0: Yes, so they he is the boss of the Florida Department of Education, and the Florida Department of Education is telling them this doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. But these are county governments. Your 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 public school is not a private school.
1: So in what sense does the governor have authority to tell counties what to do?
0: Well the well the governor has the authority to tell counties what to do as the executive who is issuing the executive or is issuing the emergency order that they're doing. This is not a home rule issue. Home rule so issues words, are only apply where yeah. the power is not delegated to uh someone in Tallahassee.
1: So in other words they're saying they're they're doing all of these uh, things because so initially yes. they said they're we're we're doing these things in the first place because of the governor's executive order because of now, the declaration now, of now that he's made a different executive order that says yeah. the opposite they're saying the very same mechanism that made us do this right. no longer applies to us
0: right yeah
1: so in one instance they say it applies in right. another instance they say it that's doesn't.
0: what I'm trying to say Interesting. And he issues an executive order declaring an emergency state of emergency, and they're all about the state of emergency. We heard that over and over again. Remember, we were watching the Hillsborough County Commissioner's meetings through this whole time and the EPG meetings, and everything was like, well, the governor hasn't lifted the uh, emergency order yet, so we are still in the state of emergency, so we can't do anything. Now the governor has lifted the state of emergency. And all the counties are like, we don't have to listen to the governor. We don't have to do this. The governor's wrong. We don't have to do this. So the problem is you have the executive who has been authorized to issue a state of emergency. And you did it to submit to the state of emergency issued by the governor. And now he has retracted the state of emergency. And now all of a sudden you don't have to do it. Hmm. It's all about money, JC. It's just the craziest, craziest thing. And they're even the masks on these kids. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's great news. I mean I, I, it's I great news it's about awesome. the public school. I I uh I love it. So uh no sympathy here. No, Pe- people, were asking they- me to, people were asking me to share stuff and and uh forward things and emails and petitions and letters and whatnot of you know of begging uh begging the government local schools to stop making our kids wear masks, let our kids back in the schools. And I said, uh, no, I'm, you know, I can't share that. I I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send any form of request, uh, to ask for kids to be sent back to public school. So I, I just, I have no sympathy with that situation. Um, I, you know, people say, well, this is what they're doing to the kids child abuse. Um, You know, here's a story I haven't heard. I haven't heard a story of anyone from the school, school board, school district, uh, local school teacher, principal, bus driver. I've heard no story where any one of those individuals are going to homes and seizing children Mm -hmm. and dragging them to public school so that they can abuse them with masks. So, if this is child abuse,
0: thank you. I was about to say, you
1: parent are the one sending them there. No one is coming to drag them uh, against their will to the school.
0: Yeah. So, if, yeah, that if child abuse is what's happening to your child in the school, then you are abusing your child by sending them there.
1: I know that angers some conservatives out there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But here's my position on that I don't care.
0: No, I actually posted the other day and it kind of made some people mad. I said, I'm actually, this is actually good news because we're eliminating the excuses for parents to send their children to these schools. So, Uh, I got in, you know, I I heard on Facebook somebody say the other day, well, the school will not recognize they're abusing my child. My child's skin is bleeding and cracking behind the ears from having to wear these masks. And the school won't stop making my child wear a mask, even though my child's skin is bleeding, and i said you know i think the only responsibility here is for you to stop sending your child to a place that is making your child bleed every day so you we this is this is pre i i hope that this really kind of wakes some more people up because there are people that are waking up all the time we have more and more homeschooled parents we have more and more parents who are refusing to send their children back to these people. And so the longer this stays, the more opportunity is for people to wake up and get kids out of these schools and maybe we can put them out of business, you know? Mm. I don't know. Maybe we can just realize we don't need as many.
1: Yeah, it's bonkers. Many- and we you know, you hear all we get all the same old excuses. I I I should I should write them on a like cards or something like flip them out uh, maybe like hand them you like pick a card pick a card so before they ever answer back to me well we have to work and all that sort of stuff then i should have all of those options listed mm-hmm. on the cards that we hear a thousand times a month um mm-hmm. s- like i have a job the both of us have jobs e- <laughs> we have like ev- we every day jobs. M- actually multiple jobs
0: multiple, multiple jobs
1: every day Uh, Our child is homeschooled Mm -hmm. every day. So
0: as a matter of fact, every one of Colton's friends is homeschooled and every one of his friends have parents with jobs (laughs) where both parents work. Now I understand younger years, it's a little bit more difficult than the teenage years, but here's my position, JC, and this makes me heartless, right? My position is this. There is absolutely nothing more important in your life than your child. Nothing more important than your child. And if you actually believe your child is being brainwashed, if you actually believe your child is being abused, you have a responsibility and a duty not to your job, not to your mortgage, but to your child to ensure their mental and physical health. Let me let me give you a little scenario here. If a parent was knowingly dropping their child off at the house of a sex offender pedophile every day for as a babysitter. Say, hey, I know you're a sex offi- offender pedophile, would you please babysit my child? Not somebody who didn't know, but knew, and just drops them off. Do you know the state would come, not take that child from the pedophile, but take that child from you for knowingly and willfully putting your child in mental and physical danger? That is actually state law that parents can be ha- have children removed for them for knowingly Putting their child, children, into danger, and and it doesn't even have to happen. They're just in danger of something happening, right? So now, when the school system becomes that that abuse, we've heard testimony. Now we've seen children go to. We've been at meetings where they've shown children going to county commission meetings, school board meetings, and saying. Please, we beg you, don't make us wear these masks. Please, the mask gives me headaches. I can't think. I can't breathe. I can't see my friends' faces. Please, please, please. I saw that. I know you saw that too. We were at the same meeting. And my thought was, good God, why are these parents putting their children through this kind of torture? if it's so great of a torture that your child goes to a school board meeting wearing a mask, mind you begging not to wear a mask. What's wrong with these parents? What's wrong? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say, I didn't want to say a whole lot about that. Um, We watched that video at a meeting the other, the other evening. And I, I just sat there thinking, what is the lesson being being driven home into the, the mind of that child? Yeah. That you've taken that child with their mask in front of the school board, begging, you know, begging, begging. Lay, laying yourself prostrate, begging before your master uh, at the school board. I, it, it's unbelievable to me. I think the better l- lesson would be, uh, in my mind, the, pa- the child seeing the parent uh, defiantly, independently, courageously, right. saying, "You're not going back there." Uh, yes. Period.
0: And here's the thing: I, I just, what's the, second, what's the secondary? Uh, what's the secondary lesson? You know, you said going up to the school board and laying prostate before the master. The secondary Latin lesson is, as Matthew says, obey. Mm-hmm. Because when the school board says no, you're still going to wear that mask. The parent is going to make the child go to school wearing the mask.
1: Yeah. Demonstrating to that child that the parent, the, the, the parent is not the one in charge. Yes. The you know, the government handlers, the government dictators are the ones in charge. And when they say when when they say permission denied. Yes. That child sees their parent fold, submit and comply and say, well, we beg them. They didn't do anything about it, you know, and and off you go. Here's your mask.
0: Right. Right. So, so the better lesson is peaceful, noncompliance, defiance of these abuses of your children. And you don't send them there.
1: I, I don't. And I don't know that um, It it's mind boggling to me. I can only think right. that most parents it, don't. We they don't, don't beg
0: for permission
1: they don't know what's what's going on. Uh, I, I I can't it's hard for me to fathom that if a parent truly understands what is happening in the schools, what is being done to the child uh, I don't know how like you could not even be able to mouth, I think a normal parent would not be able to mouth these excuses. <laughs> I have to work or, well, I pay taxes into that system and it's not like they're going to give me a refund. And I on have all to these work so I have of, to
0: send my child to a pedophile.
1: Like you wouldn't, if, if you truly comprehended what is being done to your children, mm-hmm. how would, how does, your taxes and whatever how does that even come into the scenario like mm-hmm. if if you're if your child is you know playing in the street there's a car barreling down in the distance you you, you don't you don't start to calculate you know the the different um, variables and I mean you're you're just going to no matter what however you can get your child out of danger right you know what i mean So there's something about
0: hard to comprehend why it's like this.
1: There's something about, you know, it's, it's not physical. It's not in your face, right? Where you can see it or tangible or whatever. Somehow. Because we run into this all the time. And here's the, here's the common thing. I will stand and listen to parents who, who say, you know, uh, uh, the, the, uh, a school is brainwashing our kids and, and stuff. They'll say stuff like that. But, that parent standing in front of me, that one, it's never their school,
0: right? <laughs> not, yeah, but yeah. not,
1: but my right, child yeah. has good teachers, but we have a good school. Um, every single one of every single person that says that, here's the thing about that statement: you're wrong. Yes, it's just that simple. You're wrong. You're Wrong. And that's
0: what I said the other what, day. It what, is your school. They all use the same correct. textbooks. They all use the same material. The
1: propaganda is built into the system, mm-hmm. it's built into uh, the textbooks. Your child, I don't care how good your school is, how good your teacher is, where your child is enrolled on any play, any inch. Of ground of this country, wherever your child is in public school in this country, they are being abused. They are being subjected mm-hmm. to propaganda uh, that by varying degrees, some places more overtly and faster than others, some very slowly, but they are slowly being propagandized to hate every foundational value upon which this nation was built in many places uh you know if you're if you're not a brown-skinned child you're being taught to hate yourself yes uh to hate your parents even if they do if, if you're if you come from a home where your parents do not uh accept critical race theory or accept socialist marxist ideology those children are taught even to hate, their, hate parents. their
0: parents. That is absolutely. Uh, fact. There was
1: a whole. There was a whole um, string of video. There's like this trend of videos. On, uh, very yeah. recently of children attacking their parents, confronting their parents, arguing with their parents. Uh, to, On to critical
0: to, race theory. To
1: demonstrate Stop. how much racist. of a racist their parents were. Right. Because they did not swallow uh, critical race theory. This is this is what's in every single. Classroom in this country, every single public classroom in this country. If you say not my classroom, not my child, not my school, you are wrong. You are uninformed. I challenge you to take days off from work, spend a week in your child's classrooms, go through every textbook, listen to every lesson that they take for a week. Because you're wrong if you believe that.
0: Here's the bottom line. Sherry has a really good point here. This is not 30 years ago. Homeschooling is so much easier now. There really is no excuse to not homeschool anymore because there's so many things out there that you don't even have to teach kids in homeschool. You can homeschool online. There's DVDs you can use. All your stuff comes in a nice package. I mean, you can use, uh, what was the, the paces, right? If you're a Christian, there's the paces got to be the easiest form of education I've ever seen. You hand your child a lesson booklet for the day. They go through all the lessons of the day and you don't have to do anything but monitor and ask questions.
1: And yes, Liberty for all the colleges are teaching the same thing. Yes. Uh, in many instances, in many instances, churches, many churches are teaching this. Um, Many churches have bought into uh the evil and irrational, hate-filled critical race theory ideology. Um and, and so you this is infiltrated this, this CRT stuff, this critical race theory stuff has infiltrated every aspect of society because this is what they push, this is what they teach in the colleges, in the teaching colleges, in the public schools, that everything, everything in Life must be viewed through the lens of race. So there is no arena where uh, this critical race theory, so, so-called social but justice uh, ideology, has not. This abituary. actually
0: segues into one of the stories that we have today. This is actually, you know, they teach all this. Everything has to be filtered through the lens of race, but it's all a lie. It's all an absolute lie. It's
1: you pretense. have,
0: it's you have the Lamar county democratic chair a white guy named gary o'connor who calls a black senator an oreo Mm -hmm. in in a in a tweet and and it's nowhere yeah i mean it's nowhere it's
1: okay according to the democrat party and watch this that's okay yeah. that he does this.
0: You you have to see this. So this is the tweet he sends out. So O'Connor, oh,
1: I gotta pull this up. See this one. Yeah. Mm.
0: O'Connor makes this tweet and says, "I had hoped that Scott might show some common sense, but it seems clear that he's little more than an Oreo with no real principles." Well. So he apologizes because they make him apologize for his poor choice of words. Yeah. Poor choice of what the heck does that mean? Poor choice of words. Would he would it have been if he said something different as a fake white guy, a fake black guy, or if he had called him, you know, their misapplication of Uncle Tom? Or if, if he'd used some other word that means the same thing as Oreo.
1: Well, well I mean, that's
0: what that means. If it's a poor choice of words, he didn't use the right word.
1: Well, I mean, so I, I think that that's a little aside from the, the point. So, I mean, you, you can't look at that. I I can't ascribe whether this guy's racist or not a racist or whatever his intent is. Uh, the, the point is it's a double standard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that he gets to make this mistake. He gets to misspeak and it's okay with these guys. But anything anything remotely like this uh, for somebody who is not a leftist is -hmm. not okay. They're going to be attacked. They're going to be run out of town. They're going to be fired. You know, all this sort of stuff, because if if I so give the benefit of the doubt as I read the thing, uh, because he says he says about no substance. Yeah. So somehow he's basically, it seems to me saying an Oreo cookie has no nutritional value. It's, right. you know, it's no, whatever. It's right. probably what he's saying, uh, was trying to say. Okay. The point I think is if you and I said that as either conservatives or Republicans, libertarian on the right or whatever, Christians, evangelical, what have you, um, you are going to be castigated. You're going to be burned at the stake, uh, metaphorically Here.
0: speaking. And, the local Tem- Texas Democrat Party declines to accept his resignation. Yeah, He tries to resign because he said, you know what? This was bad, poor, poor choice of words. It was insensitive. I shouldn't have said that. I'm resigning. And the Democrat Party says, we're not going to accept your resignation because there'll be no consequences for what you did. Yeah. But if this if he was a white Republican who had Mm -hmm. said this, right, they'd have been calling for riots in the street.
1: And that's the key here. That 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 is the that's the point. So let's bring this home here. The entire point to this um, is this is pretense. It's not about race. If We can go back to the screen there. If we the, the point is, this demonstrates that it's not about race that the whole Mm -hmm. racial narrative is pretense. It is about power and control. Right. And and that they want to basically overthrow uh, the system that they don't like and replace it with one they don't like. So the black lives matter is not about black lives. No. Critical race theory is not about race. No. It has nothing to do with any of that. Race is a pretense for all of this. Right. Um, The it's cover for their subversive, subversive socialist agenda that they're trying to forward. And the point the point to the critical race theory, because you you had mentioned this as we were talking, the point to the critical race theory. So then why why would they do that? What's the whole point of that? It's not if it's not about race, it's Mm -hmm. about division. If if you divide people, make neighbor, hate neighbor, create chaos, incite revolutionary, incendiary emotions, uh, you can weaken the nation. You can weaken uh, communities and weaken the ties between people and people see each other as enemies. And so this just begets chaos, division, destruction, and then the manipulators can come in and subjugate the people and institute Uh, their vision that they're trying to build so Mm -hmm. all of this is a dog and pony show smoke and mirrors just like socialism itself this is a thing if you if you if you maintain the right understanding of what is socialism socialism is an elite uber wealthy oligarchy using tools to uh, dominate the people to to concentrate the revenue stream to themselves, to to consolidate wealth to themselves so that they can shape the world according to their own will. And they use these tools of division to be able to do that. And that's what this is all about. So the BLM, the revolutionary anarchist movement, the revolutionary Marxists on the street, these are just useful idiots. And I don't mean idiot that they're not smart, but one of the things about... One of the meaning when we use the term "useful idiot"
0: allows them to be used for evil. No, no, no. no
1: "useful idiot" means this. It means the narrative that that's fed to them. They actually believe it. So when they act, they think that's what they're acting upon and what they're acting for. You know what? They don't realize it's a deception. They're being deceived. That so many many people in the group think. They're doing good and think they're fighting for racial equality. They don't understand. That's just a narrative that was fed to them so that they would target another group, create chaos. And then then the people feeding them that can swoop in and begin to control. You know what
0: I think about, JC, when I see this with this is the same thing that drives the school district's power. This is the same thing that drives this. The thing that comes to my mind is a term called willing suspension of belief, yep. and people have a, an ability to set aside truth, to set aside logic in order to. You hear it mostly in movies, right? Sci-fi. The willing movies, you suspension
1: just, of disbelief. Yeah, so the you willing have suspension to, of you disbelief. You have to stop questioning.
0: Right. In order, and people do it to enjoy a sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. right? That's what we willingly. The willing suspension of disbelief. You, you, you like. Yeah, that's not possible, right? But you're like, okay, I'll ignore that because I want to enjoy this movie. Yeah. And so you ignore what mm-hmm. you see, you ignore your disbelief, you ignore your discontent, you ignore the things that are right Just in order line. to get something you want. Right. And that's that's what it is. Yeah. And so um we have uh this question uh about why can't we tell teachers what they can and can't teach our taxpayers pay their salaries?
1: Yeah. That would be nice if it worked that way. It's
0: supposed to work that way. But once again, the willing suspension of disbelief, the willingness of turn things off. Do you know when, when I was a kid and many of our people out there who are older, like I am, our parents were, were part of the PTA or the PTO And in that, parents would go into the schools and meet with the teachers as a group and talk about curriculum, talk about functions, talk about the operations of the schools, the things that they liked, they didn't like. Back then in the 70s, we did that. In the 60s and the 50s, that's what we did. But then somewhere the PTAs and the PTOs were transformed into fundraising organizations and the parents were no longer given a voice.
1: Well, people,
0: cause they just want to work. We just want to, we want to yeah. send our kids off to be raised by somebody else. It's too much. I, trouble.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't say where something changed or if anything ever changed. Um, but I can tell you the majority of people, they don't—they're—they're they're not sending their children to school to be taught. They're not sending mm-hmm. their children to school to learn. They're sending their children to school because to be they occupied. look at it as free daycare. Yeah,
0: to be So occupied. it's
1: somewhere where the children can go while I while I go to work and you know do whatever I have to do. Uh, I would rather uh, budget the expense for daycare or whatever have my child just sitting in daycare all day right come home spend the two and a half uh to three, three hours. hours of homeschooling or teaching them um or letting them be taught i mean th- that's the thing now like uh you know we put we put colton in the ron paul uh Curriculum when he when he started high school. I mean, the stuff it's stream streams online. I mean, yeah. basically, you just have to oversee it. That's all mm-hmm. you know, there, there's 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 uh, there's nothing anymore that you necessarily have to teach. There's so many great teachers uh, that have been captured in you know all these classes and whatever that basically you I mean same thing kids are doing anyway they're gonna sit down and sit in front of a computer screen or a tv I mean same thing
0: that any government school with any credibility anymore there's no way with any credibility that any public school or university at this point can say well you know online training isn't the same as in-person training Mm -hmm. they can't say that anymore Because their narrative has been the exact opposite for a year. We can train your kids over the, you know, Mm -hmm. remotely. We can train your kids remotely. Then now we have in Florida, we actually have homeschool programs put on by the government school curriculums where you can now uh, virtual learn and not go to school, but get the same curriculum the government's going to teach. Right. So it, it, there there is just no excuse and yeah, still we willing suspension of disbelief.
1: I and, just And we were you know at the time when the short amount of time where we had kids in public school or even folks we knew, you know, we spent we spent time in in the school, in mm-hmm. the classroom and all that. I mean, it seems to me in most schools nowadays if if you actually spend much time uh, in the school with your child you're, you're probably you're, you're probably going to take them out.
0: Yeah. Well, now they're not allowed. So parents are happen. not even allowed to go to the schools now. Yeah. They're not permitted to go to the schools. So, yeah. So anyway. They're
1: co-ops. and I mean, it's just, There are to, just too many options these days to have an excuse.
0: Before the show is over, I have to play this video, JC, because you have no idea what it took for me to find this video. All right. So Biden makes this gaffe. This gaff about taxes—it's an amazing. Oh, I hold on. I got to forgot. I got to hit that magic audio share audio button. So he makes this gaff right about taxes, and it is—it is the most ridiculous thing. I don't understand why they let this man talk anymore. You know, it's not like he has to work at it. He doesn't have to memorize a script. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do anything by memory. But, but watch this. Oh, we know it's going to. All right. Let me, (laughs) you just no idea how long it took me to find this. All right. Now I'll do it again. This cord on this thing.
1: All right. There. Here we go.
0: Proposal I put forward will create millions of jobs, estimated by some Wall Street outfits over 18 million jobs.
1: Over four years. Good paying jobs. It also works to level the playing field and empower workers and ensure that the new jobs are good jobs that you can raise a family on, and ensure free and fair choice to organize and bargain collectively. That's.
0: All right. Well, I'm not going to be able to play it because when the screen slipped off, I missed my mark. So I'm not going to you're not going to be able to see it. But most people have seen it anyway. But the point I wanted to give on this was that if I was searching for Donald Trump making such a huge mistake where Biden says, if you make less than four hundred thousand dollars a year, you will not pay a penny in taxes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and if Donald Trump or any Republican had made a statement like that, it would have been all over the place. It took me and it, it, if it was Donald Trump, it wouldn't. It, I would have probably just had to type in the word Trump, and it would have been everywhere. It took me six minutes to find this video. Six vi- minutes. And here's, here's what I want. Let me show you what the, what the title says. No one making under 4,000 will see higher, 400,000 will see higher taxes. Hmm. Everywhere you go, where he makes this statement, all the media, nobody's, nobody's showing the video, right? I can find the story. I can find the story, but I can't find the video. Nobody's paying the video because the headline is. Biden says no one making under 400000 will see increase of taxes. will see higher taxes.
1: He said no one will pay a penny. A penny. You won't pay any taxes.
0: No taxes, <laughs> he said, if you make less than $400,000 a year. Mm. It took me six minutes to find this video. I saw people talking about it, but they're all talking about how Biden said we won't get higher taxes.
1: Are you suggesting there's a media cover up?
0: uh, You're absolutely right, Sherry. They're (laughs) scrubbing it. It is absolutely being totally scrubbed. It's as if it's it's never happened.
1: No, say it isn't so. Not the media. Surely not. This is the same people that said that they were surrogates for Joe Biden and his campaign that their entire purpose of existence was to get Trump out of office. That media. Yeah. That media is covering this up. Hmm. Wow.
0: Yeah. Nate Bama, that's a really good, interesting question. If we don't pay our taxes, if we make under 400,000 a year, will that hold up in court?
1: Mm -hmm. See, the
0: problem is when you're in court you have a jury that's told that they can weigh the credibility of the evidence, right? And so what you would have to prove is that Joe Biden is a credible source and that he has the mental and, and knowledge capacity to make the statements that he's made with credibility. And I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if you're going to find any jury that's going to buy that In any way, shape, or form. So yeah, I don't. I'm frustrated because it took me six minutes to find that stinking video, and I had it all queued up. And then,
1: so I don't know if I should. I don't know how I should say it. Like, do I celebrate? Oh man, I don't make four hundred thousand, so I'm not going to have to pay taxes this year. Or, or do I say, boy, I I sure hope I can make more than four hundred thousand, so I can be able to pay taxes. I mean, I'd rather make more, yeah, right? Yeah. am I shooting am I shooting for the privilege <laughs> of paying taxes or am I celebrating the fact that I don't have to? Yeah, I'm not sure under Biden's plan.
0: Yeah. you think Biden's got enough flags behind him?
1: Yeah, what is that?
0: It's like it's like two,
1: four, six, eight, ten flags. Well,
0: and it looks like I don't understand it looks like that. there's more as you go this way. So you have, I mean, seriously, That's like overcompensation. Because you know the Democrats see this that's the
1: kind of stuff that feeds American. That's the kind of stuff that feeds conspiracy. Right? Because why would you stack up 10 flags like that? Surely that has to mean something. Right. Right? It's just weird. Like, what? What are you doing? What
0: kind of message are they sending?
1: Right. (laughs) What is the point of 10 flags behind them? Just bizarre.
0: It is very bizarre. It is very bizarre. I don't know. Like I said, it's overcompensating. I guess. Oh, yes, Gabrielle. I am on quite frankly tonight.
1: All right. Great. And so we're
0: going to be on Frank. So we're going to end the show right now. So you guys can go see Frank and catch me over there in 24 minutes. See you. Love you guys. See you tomorrow.